Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. This, this next uh, little portion here is so special to me because this man and his wife, uh, his beautiful wife Rose is with us today. They have made such an impact in our lives. Uh, long before BC Boardman existed, we were all together at BC Warren. Um, Pastor Rick has helped us. He, he was our realtor at one point in our life. Um, he, he's just done so many things to impact our life. In, um, but more than anything, I just think it's important for you to know a little bit of his backstory. He pastored for many years, decades in Pennsylvania. He'll probably tell you a little bit more about himself uh, in that way. But uh, most of all, in this season of his life, he is doing missions work all over the world. Uh, he was telling me, I think you're about to head to Cyprus. Did I get that right? Um, man, just suffering for the Lord in Cyprus. So if you could be praying for him, that sounds awful. Kidding. It's uh, going to be, I think, an amazing trip. And uh, he got to go to Italy and suffer for the Lord there this year, too. So God sends him to all the, the worst places to go, you know. But um, no, what I can tell you is every time I hear him preach and share God's word. It's encouraging to me. And one of the things that he has happen everywhere he goes is he sees people healed. And so um, today I'm not going to preach his message for him, but if that's a new concept for you, I think this will be like a really great, maybe like a healing 101. And at BC, one of the things we do is we just try to help you to see like, if God's word says it, then God wants you to live in it. And really we just have to find what his promises are and learn how to hold on to those. And so maybe you came here today because you heard that we're praying for uh, people and for healing. And so at the end of the service, we'll pray for you if you'd like. And I'm excited. He's going to pray for as many people as need prayer. And uh, last year we hung out quite a bit. Um, but maybe, maybe you came today and you had no clue that we were doing this. And this will be an awesome introduction to it. But one thing I can promise you, it's going to be life changing. And so without any further ado, can we make some serious noise for Pastor Rick Fritz? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, good morning, everyone. So good to be here with you again. It's been, oh, I, don't, I forget when I was here last. I forget. A year ago, maybe. But uh, so glad to be with you today. And uh, as your pastor was saying, uh, me and my lovely wife, who's here with me today, she wasn't here last year with the service. So, Rose, would you stand and let they could see who you are? My wife, Rose. Rose was born and raised in the Philippines, and so, uh, and so just we've been, we've been married now for 18 years, and uh, she's been such a blessing to my life and to the ministry, and helped me with so many connections around the world. But as the pastor has mentioned, I pastored in Pennsylvania for a number of years, two different churches, and then the last 20 years or so, I've been traveling worldwide to countries all over the world in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, South America, Central America. And uh, as the Lord would send and guide us, and we had seen wonderful things happen. I mean, we, we do serve a good God, amen? And a powerful God. Our God is not weak, is that correct? And so uh, I've had the privilege of just witnessing things in the ministry, in the foreign field, as well as in, in here in America, of God doing extraordinary things in people's lives in the areas of divine healing. And so I want to minister on that today. But before I do that, just a quick also update on our ministry. So I, I just spent five months in the Philippines. I got back here in June, and I was over there building what we call a mission house. 
A mission house is a place where me and my wife will stay while we're ministering in the Philippines. But then it's also uh, open to all foreign and local ministers that may be traveling through the area. They will stay there for free. And so it's a beautiful home, beautiful three-bedroom ranch home, two-and-a-half bath, ocean view, uh, beautiful home that the Lord was able to provide and us to, to make that happen. And BC was part of that. They also, funds from BC was also used for that mission house. So we just want to say thank you so very much in your giving, in your support, in your prayers. And uh, it's being used for the Lord today. Actually, we got six pastors coming in next, uh, next weekend. And they'll be using that for free. And uh, it's a blessing. All air-conditioned, everything. And you don't realize how much of a blessing just air conditioning is if you've never had it. Amen? Uh, or have a soft bed. You know, believe it or not, there are many pastors today, they don't know what it is to sleep in a soft bed. They don't know what it is to have air conditioning. They don't know what it is to have a flushable toilet. I mean, we take things for granted sometimes, right? <laughs> but, uh, uh, but thank the Lord we're able to bless them with a wonderful, wonderful stay there at the Mission House. And so this morning, I want to minister today, and it's a message that I'm also ministered in the Warren campus, and I wanted to share here with you. It's a good message, not because of me, but because of the truth that it contains, because that's what sets us free is the truth. Is that correct? Jesus said it's the, that you should know the truth, and it's the truth that'll make you free. And so today, our our title of the message would be called Take Your Medicine. Take Your Medicine. And so we'll start our main scriptures, Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. This is the Lord talking here. This is the God speaking to us. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all of their flesh. The word health there in the Hebrew could also be translated medicine. We could say it this way, that in medicine to all of their flesh. So the main idea today is God's word is medicine. Say that with me. God's word is medicine. And you know, all of us, or at least some of us, sometime, we have taken medicine uh, prescribed by a doctor. And you know, uh, medicine has a purpose behind it, doesn't it? Medicine has a purpose because it's supposed to aid your body to get it back to optimum health. Is that correct? That's the purpose of medicine, to get you back to a place where your health has been renewed, and strengthen. It has a purpose behind it. And uh, God's word is the same way. See, one of the purposes of God's word is to get inside of you in order for, to get your body back to a place of better health. The word of God is medicine, as we read, medicine to all of our flesh. And we'll see that more clearly today. You see, God works from the inside out. How many of you realize that? God works from the inside out. He has to get something inside of you 
before he can change something on the outside of you. Have you noticed that? He's always trying by the Spirit of God to get something on the inside of you so that it can affect everything else about you. The Word of God has that power, that ability, that once it is received in the Spirit, it's able then to change whatever needs to be changed, whether it's spirit, soul, or body, it has that ability to work. And so if a doctor gave you a prescription and you take it home and you set it by your nightstand and it sits there and you don't take it, does that medicine help you at all? It's not a trick question. Right? If you have medicine at home, it's in a bottle, and it's three feet from you, just three feet from you, from your bed, right there on your bedstand. If you don't take the medicine, will the medicine help you at all? No. Even though it's so close, yet because it's not inside you yet, it's not going to affect you. Is that correct? It has to get on the inside of you in order for it to make the change that it was designed to do. Same way with the Bible, the Word of God, God's Word has to get inside of you. Now, we all have the Bible app on our phones, is that correct? Or on your tablets? We all do now. But you could have it on your phone, and it could literally be one foot from you. And yet, if it's still in your app and remains in the app, it's not going to do you any good. It has to transfer on the inside of you so that it could become medicine to you. Since we're focusing on, on, on healing today, we got to get the Word of God inside of us so it could become medicine to all of our flesh. Amen? See, we, we've never really gave God's Word the, the rightful status as it is. God's Word is God-breathed. He breathed. He speaks the Word out, and it's full of life. Amen? It's life. It's life. You could be reading Psalms. You could be reading uh, Ecclesiastes. You could read Genesis. You could read uh, the Gospels. It doesn't matter. Anything of the Word of God contains life. Is that correct? Life. It's not just words on a page or, or a, digital, a digital assessment on, your, on a phone. It's life. And once you realize that and you begin to adopt that into your thinking and you realize that every time I read God's word, life is coming into my spirit and it has a purpose. And that purpose is to change me, spirit, soul, and body. How many know God is, God is concerned, so to speak. He's done something for our bodies. Is that correct? You know, Jesus went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body. Is that correct? In order to redeem man, spirit, soul, and body. Is that correct? And so, so the Lord already had a plan not only to deal with the spirit of the man, not only to deal with the mental of the man, but also to deal with the body of the human being. All right? So God wants to do something, and he has done something, for our bodies, and that has produced the Word of God, and that Word of God produces health to our flesh. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, 
when you got born again, what happened to you? You received the word of God into your heart. Is that correct? Other words, Pastor Joe or someone had to share the word of God to you. And when you heard the word, you received it and you took it inside you. Is that correct? And the moment it got inside you, it is able to affect its intended purpose. And you got born again because of the power of the word of God which you've received. Is that correct? It's the same way with everything else, folks, in life. If the word of God comes into your spirit and you receive it and you embrace it, it will have its desire effect in your life, spirit, soul, and body to produce a change that will glorify God. Amen. Look at 1 Peter 1.23, speaking of the born again. It says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. That's how we got born again, by the word of God. You received the word. Let me ask you this. How many scriptures did it take, or does it take for someone to get born again? Right? How many? Is this right? Is this right? One? How many know John 3.16 has enough power that if someone believed John 3.16 alone, they could get born again. Is that correct? Yeah. See, we have underestimated the power of the word of God. Once it is fully received, recognized, and embraced, the power of that word is going to be released. If you understand that principle, you can receive healing in your life because you realize that God's word is medicine. It's medicine to all of our flesh. Amen? Look, if you mean, if you will, at John 6.63, Jesus said this, It is the Spirit who gives life, and flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit, and they are life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, and they are life. Jesus said in John 4, remember he said, my, he said the Father, he said, my, he's a spirit. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. We realize that the words of God are spirit-led and they're full of life. Everything that God says is full of life. In him there is no darkness, there's no death in God. Everything he talks to us is has full of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Notice in Proverbs 4, our main text, it says, for they are life to those that find them. How many of you know it may be the life, the word of God is life, but not everyone's finding it. Some people don't want to look for it. How many of you know you find what you're looking for? Is that correct? If you're not finding it, Maybe because you're not looking for it. Because if you'll seek, Jesus said, you're going to find. Is that true? It's life to those who find it. Find what? The word of God. It's life. Every time you open up your Bible, it's the word of life. That word has the ability to produce healing in your body. It's the medicine that you and I take 
And I'm going to show you more here in a few moments. Amen. So it's medicine to all of your flesh. Do you know what that means? That means it's medicine to every part of your body. Some of you might have a leg problem. It's medicine to all of your flesh. Some of you might have a kidney problem. It's medicine to all of your flesh. Some of you might have a a skin problem. It's medicine to all of your flesh. No matter what problem you might having right now, God's word is medicine to all of your flesh. All of I don't care what it is. There's enough power in God's word to make your problem go away. Is this mic on? Is that true or not? It's the truth. And sometimes it only takes a scripture that you end up believing, end up receiving, end up confessing, end up quoting it and believing it day by day. It's like releasing amounts of medicine into your body and all of a sudden symptoms begin to go away. I've seen it. How many of you want bad symptoms of your body to go away? Is that correct? We all do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I remember in the Philippines, I was in my apartment while the house was being built. And I was experiencing sciatic nerve issues. How many of you ever had a sciatic nerve issue? Huh? They're not fun, are they? I mean, if you haven't experienced one, don't. All right? Just avoid it. Don't go for the experience. But I would wake up in the middle of the night. It's like someone, like, it's like I stuck my finger in a light socket. There was such a jolt of, of electricity going through my leg. It made me jump out of bed. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. It hurt so bad. But what am I going to do? What am I going to do now? I'm in a foreign country. There's no chiropractor. There's no, where am I going to go that's going to handle this? There was no one. One thing I've learned as a Christian, even if there's no natural or medical help around you, you're still not without hope. Amen? You have a traveling doctor who goes with you all the time. The great physician travels with you 24-7. He knows of everything about your body. He can name every part of your body. He knows every cell. He knows how to make everything, fix everything, and heal everything. So even though I had no natural doctor, I had no natural medicine, so what I did, I applied what I'm telling you today. I got the word of God out, containing, which contains healing scriptures, and I began to take my medicine. And I began to quote my medicine all night long. Just kept quoting it. During the pain, during the, <laughs> where I could hardly walk, I'm still quoting and taking my, because how, you, how do you take medicine in the natural? You take it orally, is that correct? A pill or a fluid, you take it that way. That's how God's word is taken. It's taken orally. 
the more you confess and the more you speak it, the more you're taking it in and it's registering on your spirit. Is this making any sense to anybody? And so as I began to speak the God's word, his medicine over my life, do you know what happened on day one? Nothing. Nothing. Do you know what happened on day two? Nothing. Not a change. I felt no change at all in my body, but I keep taking my medicine. Day three, nothing. Day four, nothing. But I knew enough, grown enough, where I know I can't not let what I don't see stop me or what I don't feel stop me. Just keep faithful taking my medicine. Day five came. Day five was just an ordinary day like anything else. I got up. There was pain. Sciatic nerve was still hurting. But all of a sudden, on day five, the pain all went away. It took five days for God's medicine to root that out and to change that. But you know what? It never came back. I, for it's, been, it's been what now? I guess six months, five months, six months. It's never came back. Been healed of sciatic nerve. How, what was my medicine? What did I do? I simply took God's word, spoke it over my life on a continual basis and applied it like medicine from a doctor. Amen? Sometimes what people do is this. They take medicine from God's word. They'll, they'll quote two or three scriptures, and if nothing happens, they'll say, well, see, that doesn't work. It'd be like going to a doctor's office and getting a prescription. He gives you two pills, a glass of water. You take the two pills and glass of water. Two minutes later, you tell the doctor, hey, nothing's happening. He's like, he's going to look at you kind of strange. Like, you're going to have to give it time. You can't, you got to give it time. I mean, you know, the word healing denotes a time factor. Healing means one state of being to another state of health. One state of health to another state of health. You got to give time for God's word to work. Amen? And even in your Christian life, do you know what? Do you know it, took, it takes time for the word of God that you're receiving in your heart to change things on the outside in your Christian walk? It wasn't done instantly overnight. Yes, we became a new creature in Christ instantly, but all of the things that we deal with and all the quirks and all the things that we know are not right in our life, it took a while for them to fade off and to change. Because, but we kept faithfully applying ourselves to God's word and things began to correct themselves. Have you found that to be true? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Notice also in Psalm 107.20, he sent his word and healed them and deliver them from their destructions. This is the Old Testament scripture speaking to the children of Israel. It says, he sent his word and healed them. He sent his what? He sent his what? One more time. He sent his what? And what did it do? It healed them. What did it do? 
Yes. He sent his word and healed them. How did he heal them? He sent his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them. Well, if God sent his word and healed them, then God sent his word to heal me. And if God sent his word to heal me, then God sent his word to heal you. Is that correct? That's something to be excited about on a Sunday morning. It's the truth. He's done something to get you better. He has done something to help you to ease the pain and the suffering and eradicate all of this hardness in your life concerning about this physical issue. He sent his word to do something. And is what? To heal you. To heal you. He loves you and me so much. He has done something so that you could have a healthier body. Because the church has to be mobile. How many know if we were all in the hospital room today, this church would not be functioning? We need healthy bodies for the church to be mobile, to do things. We are the body of Christ, the Bible says. Is that correct? And the body of Christ has to be able to move and do things. And for us to do that, we have to have a healthy body. I travel all over the world, thousands and thousands of miles. I, I, I'm in airplanes, 20, 21 hour flights. And I need a body that functions. I'm preaching four and five hour services in some of these, some of these uh, uh, countries. My longest was five hours, Pastor Joe. Five hour service, can you imagine? We won't break that record here. Five hours. And you have to have stamina. You have to have supernatural strength. You have to have health in your body to make it happen. And whatever calling you are, whatever thing God has for your life, you need physical strength to make it happen. Is that correct? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a, a devotion here by a man named Kenneth E. Hagan, the scripture, Psalm 118, 17, says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. This is what he said. Years ago, while I was ministering at a youth camp in the Sierra Mountains near Sonora, California, I received an emergency telephone call. The voice on the other end said, Brother Hagan, do you remember Gary? I did. The man was talking about his oldest boy, who was nine. Well, he said, I had a, he had a sore throat, and we prayed about it, but it got worse. Let me stop there for a moment. How many of you ever prayed and it got worse? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be alarmed when that happens. There's several cases in the Bible where things got worse after people prayed. That doesn't mean God's not involved. Amen? says, we carried him to the doctor, and the doctor said the infection has now went into his kidneys. Now, the kidneys have stopped functioning. The doctor said that his boy will be dead in a matter of minutes. He is in an intensive care. We want you to agree with us, and we believe that Gary will live and not die. I said, I will believe with you that he will live and not die. 
And I was at this youth camp for several weeks before I left, and I, I received a little reel-to-reel tape recording in the mail. So this dates this story back to the 1950s. On it, the man said to me, Brother Hagen, they would only let me be in intensive care for about five minutes a day. I would say to Gary, you lie there and say, himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses, and I'll live and not die. This little fellow said that over and over again for two days and two nights. Suddenly, he became all right. We just brought Gary home, and he wants to say something to you. Then I heard Gary say, Brother Hagin, I want to thank you for bringing the truth to me. Dad has already told you, but I must have said those words 10,000 times each night. The doctors couldn't understand how that little boy lived, but he did. God's word works. So the confession that the little boy said was on the scriptures. He said, Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. What was that little boy doing in the hospital? He was taking his medicine. He didn't take it just once. He didn't take it three times. He took it over and over and over and over again. How many know God's word is meant for you to take in mega quantities, mega doses? Natural medicine, you can overdose. Is that correct? But God's word, you can't overdose. The matter of fact, the more you take, the side effect is only one, is that you'll get better. That's it. The word of God is designed where you can take as much as you want because the more you take in, the more life registers on your spirit and then it goes and carries out its purpose of what you've been believing and confessing on the word of God to make the desired end change to fit the word of God. Is this helping anybody? Amen? That's a great story. For the sake of time, let me say a few more words here. My sister Vicki, two years older than me, she's in heaven now. My sister Vicki, we were close. A couple of years ago, she called me and she was having health issues and problems steadily for a while. And she called me and she says, I, I, I have cancer. And she says, uh, I, I want you to pray for me. And I said, sure, absolutely. I said, I'll be preaching down your way in a couple of weeks. I said, you be there at this church. And I said, and I'll, after the service, I'll lay hands and pray for you. She said, okay. So she was there on the front row, just like this service here. She was on the front row and I preached my message. And after the service, I went over and there's other family members there and the pastor of that local church was there. Laid hands on her and I prayed over my sister. And God did a wonderful thing. She recovered. All of her blood work came back normal. All of her symptoms disappeared. She went back to work. She looked 10 years younger. Countenance was beautiful and good. And we rejoiced over that. About a year later, 
it came back. It came back like a runaway train. No matter how much I prayed, no matter how much I tried to stop it, I could not. During this time, my, my, my other brother, he's a pastor as well, Chad, I said, um, I believe the Lord is wanting my sister to participate in this. Up until this time, we've done all the praying, all the Bible reading, everything for her. So we began to get everything written out for her. I said, sister, listen, you're going to have to participate and start taking your medicine. No, she said, you do it. You do it. Go ahead. So we would read to her God's word, which is a wonderful thing. But it wasn't doing her the effect because, see, you can't take medicine for someone else. She had to do it. Is this going to help somebody right here? See, we can ask other people to do things for us. They can pray for us, which is great. They can give us scripture, which is great. But it comes a time in your life, you're going to have to take your own medicine. God's going to require it of you. It's just like a child. When, you're, when someone's a child, you help them with their medicine. Is that correct? You teach them. You show them how to take it. But when the child has grown, you expect them to do it now. See, God, as we grow spiritually, there are requirements. In stage in my life, so to speak, I know what God will require me to do for me. I, wouldn't, I, I shouldn't have to depend on other people to do it all for me. Does this make any sense to anyone? I was trying to get that over to my sister, but it just didn't click. Now, I love her dearly. She's in heaven, and I will see her again. But it was a life lesson. And when the Lord spoke that to my heart, he says, you cannot take medicine for someone else. They have to take it. They have to take it. Now, if they're comatose, if they're in a hospital and they can't function, yes, you speak the word, you read the word over them and so forth. But if they have the ability to take their own medicine, then they need to do it. How many know in our age today, technology is at a fingertip away? If you want healing scriptures, you just go to YouTube. You just go to wherever and you click a few buttons and all of the healing scriptures in the Bible are at your fingertips. You have them all printed out there. You have them all. Some of, there's many ministries that will speak healing scriptures with music in the background and all you have to do is sit there and listen and take it in. How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? But you have to do it. You have to do it. How many know you can't get born again for someone else? Is that correct? Oh, you can share the scriptures. You can do all of it, but you can't not receive Jesus for someone else. They have to do it. They have to believe it. They have to receive. Is that correct? Because it's their life. It's their life. I hope this is making sense to people this morning. 
We'll finish it up here now. Joel 3, 10. says, let the weak say, I'm what? Let the weak say what? Yeah, yeah, but pastor, you understand, I feel weak today. I'm weak. I'm weak. I can barely stand. I feel weak. Yes, those are the facts. We understand? Those are the facts that you're experiencing. <coughs> but there's another aspect of life called truth. How I many that truth is greater than facts? Do you realize that? You can even go to a trial and they'll say, here's all the facts. And it looks like by looking at the facts, oh, wow, this case is a slam dunk. But all of a sudden, someone comes forward with the truth. And the truth overcomes the present known facts in the case. Because what they thought was all there was, there wasn't. There is a truth involved. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? So yeah, weakness may be the fact, but the truth is, God says, let the weak say something. In other words, take your medicine. What's your medicine? I am strong. I am strong. Let's just say it together. I am strong. Say it again. One more time. See, that's how you take your medicine. You find out what he has said, and then you take the pill. You swallow the pill. And you do it over and over and over again. And look at also in um, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So you walk around, you say, Lord, I'm strong. I'm strong in the power of, of your might. I am strong. You might, you, you might feel like you're going to fall over at any moment, but you're saying out of your mouth, you're taking your medicine. I am strong in the Lord. 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 What are you doing? You're taking your medicine. Amen? That's how you get life inside of you. And you keep doing that. And you keep walking in that. And that life that you're receiving begins to go and bring health to your flesh and changes things. This should excite you. It should excite you. Because we're all getting older. How many of you are getting older? Yeah, I know. See this white stuff on my face? It's an indicator something's happening. I'm aging. My wife does not age, but I'm aging. I'm aging. I'm 59. 20 years, I'll be 79. 30 years, I'll be 89. But you know what? Healing has nothing to do with aging. And aging has nothing to do with divine healing. And very quickly, let me just prove it to you. Abraham and Sarah. Abraham was 100. Sarah was 90. And they could not have a child. Is that correct? Do you remember the story? And you know, God waited to the very end where it was absolutely impossible in the natural for anything could ever happen. And they received a dynamic healing where he began be able to have a child. Her womb began to open and to be renewed even at an old age. 
So, the, so the, the Abraham, the founder of our, our faith, so to speak, of Romans 4, we can't get into it today. But he staggered not at the promise of God with unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He received the word which God spoken over him. And what was that word? He says, you are a father of many nations. He changed his name to Abraham. And as God changed his name to Abraham, it forced Abraham to say his name. So every time he met someone in the marketplace, what did he say? I am the father of many nations, even though he never even had a child. What was God telling him to do? You got to take your medicine. Take your medicine every day. And the miracle happened. I have right here, I can't go into it right now, 101 things about healing. Scriptures, that's all. But you can get this online anywhere. Very simple. All the scriptures about healing. Those are, those are your tablets. Those are your medicine. But you got to take it. Take it daily. Just get up in the morning and just, just read five of them and just begin to confess them and believe God and take in your medicine. There's enough power to make you better. There's enough power to get you well. There's enough power to cause the pain to go away. Yeah, but the doctor said it won't go away. Yeah, but there's another doctor. There's another physician that's the greatest of all, Jesus Christ. And he's not a man that he should lie, the Bible says. And so you just keep confessing, believing. The word confession means statement of belief. You just keep saying what you believe, the word of God, and it'll make it happen. There's more I could say this morning, but for the sake of time, I'm going to stop right there for a moment. How many of you realize today that God's word is medicine? I wanted to get that over to you. Amen? We're going to be praying for people in a few moments, but I'm going to turn the service back over to Pastor Joe for a moment. Awesome. Hey, can we give it up for Pastor Rick and thank him? That was beautiful. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc slash give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.